This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but noom worked for me get your personalized plan today at noom.com real noom user compensated to provide their story in four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, and welcome to Dwell, a Circe Institute podcast for homeschool moms by homeschool moms. My name is Karen Kern, a co-host of this podcast, and I'm here today with my co-host, Renee Mathis, and our guest for this episode is Christine Meridian. Hello, ladies. Hi, Karen. Hi, Christine. Good to see you. Yeah. So today we're talking with Christine about um, outsourcing subjects and classes and kinds of lessons, whatever you need to outsource to survive and to give your kids the best that they can get. And uh, Christine is uh, was a homeschool mom of four. Her youngest graduated in 2017. And Christine is the owner and administrator of a hybrid style school called the Greystone Academy in Newtown, Pennsylvania. She is a Searcy apprenticeship mentor. She runs the Mid-Atlantic Apprenticeship in Pennsylvania. Christine has a degree in psychology and a master's in organizational psychology from SMU and a master's in liberal arts from St. John's College. So welcome. And Christine, we should start this conversation by you just telling us your story. A story of outsourcing. Yes. Um, Guys, I was homeschooling my four, as you said, and I realized that I was reaching out for assistance in subjects that began to challenge me as my children got beyond me, if you can imagine that. So I was reaching out for help with math and with Latin. And I brought this young man into our home and he was fantastic. And then other students needed it. And I realized, I bet other parents need this too. Perhaps we should form some kind of a a community about this. And simultaneously, I um, wanted to start the 
CRC apprenticeship program. So in 2012, I had some burst of energy and put together Greystone Academy as I started the apprenticeship. As you're in the apprenticeship, you should be teaching. So I took that seriously. <laughs> and uh, um, so I had 12 students in the Quaker Meeting House there in Newtown. And, um, and we added to that composition and reading and discussing, because that is another thing that um, as students get older, they need more of this. So uh, why outsource? Uh, one, you've reached a challenge that maybe you feel that you need some a more specialty to help you with, and that is absolutely legitimate. Um, or we've come to a subject that it is difficult for a parent or maybe even just the same person you've been studying with for years to interact with you on. And I think that is in composition. It is so personal that um, it's very hard for a parent or someone very close to you to critique your writing. And it works much better for someone <laughs> uh, new and different, someone that looks like they're in a, an authority position to interact with writing. Students respond, and mine do better with other people. My own students do better with other writing teachers. So um, that is uh, part of why to outsource um, benefits. Of, of um, So there, there are all ways, kind of ways to outsource. One is to bring someone into your home. But I, I enjoyed the uh, atmosphere of a group, a small group of students mixed, not just your own family. I think students get to an age where they they really need that. They need the community. They long for it. And they're getting kind of restless. And this is a nice, controlled way to do it. The groups are still very small. Um, as we say at Greystone, it's the um, uh, the benefits of a private school with the flexibility of homeschooling. The benefits being some people trained in their topics uh, to give a little uh, uh, you know, I'm not saying they're better than the parents, but they're they, they they're concentrating in that and not not doing the broad the broad stroke. And um, another major thing that I think is nice about outsourcing is lifting the burden from the parents. As the schooling goes on, the burden gets deeper and deeper, and especially if you have multiple children. And to lift that burden, say, send your students to us for two days a week, three days a week. As, as many or as few classes as you like, and that burden is lifted. I know there are other um, uh, hybrid type programs or other homeschooling programs that operate in a different way, and that's for a different, a different reason. But our, one of the purposes is to lift that burden, give the parents a break. Uh, we will take the burden of explaining the work, uh, making sure it happens. Um, when students have questions, come back to us. Of course, there's always the family atmosphere that is required, no matter where your kids go to school. But um, so lifting that burden from parents, uh, they are not required to reteach anything when the children go home. Um, you know, we, they encourage, we encourage them to read with them and know what's going on. But if they have questions about their work, they come back to us. Um, so another benefit of outsourcing, if it's done this way, is to lift that burden of homeschooling. Can I just um, question? Give, yes, please. Um, so I'm wondering, uh, do you give grades administratively? Do you uh, do you give number grades or letter grades? Do you, that would go on a transcript? 
do you help the parents describe a class for a transcript or what to call? Do you know what I mean? Or is I know, that like, is that, are, are the grades and the transcripts still up to the parents the way you do it? Okay. Uh, legally, uh, the grades and transcripts are still up to the parents. However, we provide a lot of help. Okay. Um, philosophically, I don't like grading system. Mm -hmm. So we don't grade as we go through the year. Um, we, uh, we have a philosophy of feedback, um, fast, frequent, and formative, but we give lots and lots of feedback, um, and we grow that way. But we're not comparing the students to each other directly. We're not ranking them. We're not grouping them to A's and B's and C's. Um, we're seeing that each student is progressing. I love that. Um, three times a year, a, this is the, the burden of the teachers. They are to write out a full description of what the student was, ex what was expected, what they did, if they're advancing, just a very personal evaluation. There are no grades on there um, of what is actually going on and where they need to improve. Um, that is their progress report, uh, and that is to encourage them to get better and it, identify specific areas. Um, that can be used for the transcript. Parents can take that information. Here's exactly what the class entailed. Here's exactly what the student did. So, um, and if a parent wants us to, we will help them with a grade. I feel that parents can take that evaluation and determine for themselves. Sounds like the teacher says she did everything and beyond. Sounds like an A. Uh, you know, if we struggled all year long. The parent might want to adjust that, but in the end, it's the parent's prerogative. To write a grade down. I can't really tell that in the homeschooling world, but um, we will provide it if they want it. So yeah, lots of help there. Christine, that but makes not, a lot of sense yeah. because like you said, I, I like what you said about <clears throat> it's it's flexibility. You know, it's the structure of a, of a school, but the flexibility mm -hmm. of homeschooling. And I like the way you honor the authority of the homeschooling parent because at the end of the day, mm -hmm. they are the ones in charge of their own children. And um, and they're the ones whose names are going on that transcript. Otherwise, you know, they would they would have chosen to put them in some kind of a formal school and to give that responsibility over. But since they haven't chosen that, I like the way that you are partnering with them to help them. Mm -hmm. And um, and that also brings up kind of a quick just a reminder to our listeners: there's a lot of ways to outsource as far as what you choose to turn over to somebody else. Um, you know, if Finances perhaps are a problem. Maybe you as a mom would be more comfortable in a, in a co-op type of situation where all the parents, you know, join in and help together to get the job done. Um, of course, with that, you know, there's going to be more hands-on work for the moms and, and you might end up with parents who are not comfortable teaching a certain subject. They're willing to help. They're willing to be all hands on deck, but they may not know that subject. So it's always that balance between, you know, time and money and ability. And um, I mean, I'm speaking as a parent and I know, Karen, you said you did the same thing, especially as our kids got older. I was happy to turn over and to pay for <laughs> some of those, some of those subjects. Yeah, particularly in high school. Yeah I, yeah, I did not want to be dissecting fetal pigs on my dining room table. And I was more than happy to turn that over to our very, very qualified biology teacher. Um at the same time, I was very comfortable and felt very qualified to teach writing and literature and was happy 
to do that. But um, in our situation, I think it was like yours, though. We we were paid tuition per class. Um, yeah. To to partner with the parents, we we did ask for them to to pay for that. Mm-hmm. I, I like to think that there is no perfect environment, and our role as parents, as teachers, is to constantly be evaluating what is best for this year, what is best for this season. Mm-hmm. Um, as you say, you could go in a work in a co-op that there is no fee, but you pay with your time. Um, you can put your kids into a hybrid school like Greystone, and but you pay with money. Right. <laughs> um, so and and then there are other options. The local community colleges are great for high school students to get some uh, credit. They also are getting college credit. They can with some laws about that, but. Um, where you can double dip, but um, uh, so that's another opportunity, which uh, is is a tremendous advantage in many communities. Right, and and the thing with right, I'm going to throw out a caution and a just a FYI, you know, with something like community college, if if you're a parent who has been very careful to shelter your child from certain influences and certain types of perhaps curriculum or subject matter. Um, on the one hand, having them take community college classes while they're still in your home can be good because you, the parent, are right there with them to kind of guide and shepherd them through all of this instead of just, you know, they've never seen anything like this until they go away to school and then you're not there at all. So it is kind of nice yeah. to be to be standing by to talk them through some things. Um, on the other hand, if, if you're not expecting that as a parent, your child may come home from their community college experience with some stories that, that, that you may you may be surprised at. Um, I mean, I, I talked to a yeah. homeschool mom once who was just mortified that her child was hearing all kinds of four letter words. And I, well, that's that's, yeah. that's the world right. we're in, and that's what's going to happen. So right. you either deal with it. Or you decide, well, maybe this this isn't the route we want to go for now. Um, One thing that's nice about a co-op or something like a hybrid, like Greystone, is it is just a step into a larger community. Right. You know, at, at Greystone, the teachers are Christians. All of the students are not. Some groups only allow Christian students. I can understand that desire. But anyone is welcome who will behave themselves. Um, and so they, they begin to see a mix of, of, of the world. And it's it's a, like a half step between the community college and the real world out there. So it is there. It has advantages that way. Right. A question, Christine. I know when I was teaching um, in, in a classroom similar to yours, a lot of parents wanted their children to take that step away from the home environment in order to learn not just the academics, but also to learn how to be responsible to another authority figure and how to be accountable to someone else. So how would you say at Greystone that y'all encourage those kinds of skills and habits and disciplines? I think it's a very good question. I think it's another big advantage of outsourcing carefully um, because your students have another authority to work under and they need to learn. They're not always going to agree with that authority. And so how do you deal with that? Um, whether it's, it's values that they disagree with or writing styles they disagree with or whatever. So how do you work with an authority, especially if you intend to go on to college? You're going to encounter lots of people who have different ideas. Whether um, and, uh, and so how do we deal with it at, at Greystone? Um, one thing I try to make very clear is, uh, as a student, especially going off to college, you need to learn how to do what that professor asks of you. Uh, if they have a different writing style, 
give them what they're asking for. Um, you know, as long as it's not against your <laughs> ethics, but that's not what I'm referring to. I'm meaning content and format and things like that. So try to learn what the professor wants and do what they want. Um, you may go back to your own style if you find it's better later. And it's just part of accommodating yourself to society and to submit yourself to an authority other than your parents is valuable because there's a lot of authorities in the world we must submit to our boss, uh, the police, uh, you know, the IRS, many, there's all kinds of authorities to, to respect and, and rightly so. Mm -hmm. um, and I think sometimes I see that this is a student's first opportunity to respect another authority. So <laughs> that adds a bit of challenge for us sometimes. What about just the basics of time management and, and getting work in on time and managing one's time at home versus in the classroom? Um, I think this can be a big benefit in, in any type of outsourcing environment, a Greystone, a, you know, a co-op, a, um, a community college. You now have pretty firm time limits. In the home setting, I think we can be flexible and we know, you know, we can be more free with that. But it's good to be held to a time limit, to a date, and be able to um, meet goals mm -hmm. at, at someone else's schedule, because that, it, again, is a part of life. So um, there's always students who are excellent at it and always ones who, who struggle. And I think it's another important aspect of what they're learning in this step or half step out into the world. Mm -hmm. um, something else I've noticed in a in the group that I teach in, and they are the oldest is only thirteen, um, so they're a little younger than probably you know high school. But mm -hmm. I noticed that they it they really need to learn how to interact with each other in a classroom setting. You know, like I don't know self control. You know, not saying the first, not saying everything they think, um, taking turns listening before you speak. Um, not, you know, some of them who are funny, just want to throw the quip out there, which at home or on the kitchen table, you know, that might like, in other words, they get to, they get to experience the social dynamic of being in a group and learning to be respectful and appropriate because yeah. a lot of times they really are very bright kids. And so they all have a lot to say and, and that's wonderful, but it's just, you know. It's learning courtesy in a group. It's learning how to create a um, respectful environment. Uh, and sometimes it is the brightest ones, Karen, you're right. You ask a question and you're hoping, you know, some of our, our, our quieter students will bring it up and the, you know, the smart one always answers immediately. Mm -hmm. And trying to train that um, student, sorry, um, student into um, being more respectful of others, giving someone else a chance, um, share the, share the uh, airtime. I, that's a very important thing we learn in a, in a, a group setting, even when our, our, our book discussions, you know, can you share the uh, the conversation with the group? That's good. Yeah, I, I would often say sometimes we love our neighbor by not saying what <laughs> what we want to say all the time by, by being quiet. And sometimes we love our neighbor by speaking up. Sometimes yeah. you have something valuable to share that the group needs to hear. And and we need to hear your voice. So it yeah. goes both ways. And for a young person to learn how to how to moderate that is, and this is a good, and it's a safe setting, a good safe setting in a small group of people who love them. And yeah, that's true. What size are most of your classes? We will not let them be bigger than 10. Oh, that's um, 
uh, you know, as uh, as I heard said by a wise person, uh, Jesus had twelve, and one of them failed. So what do we think <laughs> we're doing, having twenty kids in a classroom? <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah. So, what what age do your classes range from? What what grades? Uh, I prefer keeping it um, like ninth grade through twelfth grade. Okay. Um, the, the age kind of uh, shifts as the time goes by as with people's needs. But ninth through twelfth is a, a good spot. And if you bring in the much younger ones, you've got a completely different atmosphere. Which, if you've got time and space, it's it's great. But you know, even junior high and high school, you can be doing the same theme. Yeah. But younger ones, it's a whole. You have to make the whole thing over again. Um, and we mix the grades up quite a bit, especially in composition. It, students are so different at such different levels. A ninth grader could be working at 12th grade level, fit right into the classroom. And so, so we, so we what, have, what have you learned working with um, diversity of ages and a diversity of abilities that you could perhaps share with homeschooling moms to encourage them? I mean, Sometimes, you know, as a homeschooling mom, you have one child who's just flies through and seems to get everything effortlessly. And then here comes child number two struggles mightily. And you think, what am I doing wrong? Maybe you're not doing anything wrong. Maybe it's the child is just very different. So can you share something that you've, you've seen over your experience? The one thing I would not look at age and try to apply a certain set of abilities to that age. I know it is very, very much our culture. And, you know, you're supposed to do this at this age and this at this age. That is an average. And actually, no one ever hits that average. <laughs> um, so be flexible with your students. Are they progressing? Are they interested? Um, and, and help the students understand it's okay if I work at a different speed. If I want to go double time through the math book and I'm learning it all, it, that's okay. If I need to do half of the math book a year, that is okay. That's okay with the public school too, or whoever's looking over your shoulder and analyzing your homeschooling. You can do half a math book. That is a full math program. And if that's the speed, then yeah. So, um, um, so mixing ages. Um, yeah, I don't expect something specific out of a certain age. Mm -hmm. And and comparing is not helpful. Yes, your older brother did this twice as fast as you can. Well. Doesn't make any difference. <laughs> Let people be themselves. Right. Yeah, it's like hard that. to work with because you can't put everybody in the same class. Everybody now turn to page 20. And it, human beings aren't like that. You leave people behind. So this is why the classes are small. So we can individualize the work. That's helpful. Thank you. <laughs> well, Christine, I know that um, in your own experience, and you mentioned your degrees, and I know that. I think since I've known you as a head mentor, you've gone back to school to get your master's from St. John's. You want to tell us a little bit about that? I mean, in a sense, you outsourced your own education, right? And you pursued learning, um, you know, past, let's just say the average age of a college student. What was Way that past. like? <laughs> um, yes, um, I think we're looping back to something we spoke about much earlier, um, you know, homeschool moms often feel, oh, I'm not adequate to do this. Uh, how can I, how can I do this? Um, 
you need to keep pursuing your own enrichment. And of course, you will be able. Um, and we, we talk about mimetic teaching at CRC and be what you want your students to be. Someone who's moving from where they are to something deeper, better, wiser. Doesn't matter where you are, as long as you're moving forward in a, in a quality way. Um, and so, uh, yes, I, while you are deep into homeschooling, it's hard to um, go back to school yourself. But um, I took the CRC apprenticeship. So that was one way that I got enrichment during that time. And when I dropped my last child, my daughter off at art school, downtown Philadelphia, the very day I drove down to St. John's College to start and uh, just uh, in enjoyed the absolute enrichment of that uh, experience. Um, but there's many ways to do it. So there are when you went to St. John's as, to get your master's, what did that mm -hmm. require of you in terms of being present at the college or were you able to do that, you know, on Zoom or, you know, mm -hmm. at the time it was required that you be present, but it was two nights a week. So it was designed, it was originally designed 50 years ago for teachers. Oh, okay. Nice. Yes. And so you go two nights a week and uh, write papers and read in between. And, uh, you know, it was two, two heavy nights, you know, <laughs> yeah. but, um, um, one of the benefits of COVID, that program went online during COVID. And St. John's and many other schools have said, never, never, never. We we need the in-person, you know, time together. And I agree with that, but it's not always possible. And Zoom has given us this wonderful platform so that I know St. John's program is now online. You can do it completely online. They require you to come to campus twice for a, a long weekend. Sure, that makes mm -hmm. sense. Uh, yeah. And just a tip for those teachers out there, uh, the program is half price if you are an employed teacher. So, oh. and I don't know what all that applies to, but you can figure that out. I know Hillsdale is offering a similar program. I don't know if theirs is online. Um, Eastern offers a similar master's program, um, but it's either low residency, you know, not, or um, uh, uh, an option for doing it remotely. Yeah, and it is quite wonderful because now there are people from China and all over the world in the St. John's Master's program that would not have been there. Hmm. What are, What are some of the um, the books that you've read with St. John's, and how would you say like did Cersei prepare you for that and kind of absolutely? Um, we uh, let's see. I, the one of the first books I read was The Odyssey when I got there. Um, we read pretty much the same things, the, the Socratic dialogues. One of the first things they do at St. John's is read the Mino. And, and one of the last things they do, they start it with it and end it with it. That's how important they think it is. And um, um, so it, we read almost all the same things and then lots more obscure things to, you know, to fill in because that's all they concentrated on. On the there, There's not a, well, you do write papers, but there's no teaching or writing. So um, it's very similar very much an overlap. I see the apprenticeship program as a dip your toe in. If you've had no experience, dip your toe into the classics, into poetry, including Shakespeare, into pedagogy. Um, and you can, with the great hope that you will take that further, that that will just be whet your interest 
to read these books again or pick up another classic or um you know study pedagogy more deeply there's lots more i also took a pedagogy class from st john's but separate from the um master's program which mm-hmm. was very interesting so there's lots of opportunities out there you can do this on your own but it's so much better with um with friends I would agree. Well, Christine, thank you. I I love that thread of community that's running through everything you've talked about with us today, that that your Greystone is a community of learners who are encouraged by very quali- qualified, competent teachers. Um, you yourself lead a community of teachers in your apprenticeship with Cersei, and then you have yourself taken part in the community as a learner with St. John's. So I appreciate your encouragement to homeschool yeah. moms to to realize that outsourcing is not the same as giving up. You yourself said that earlier to me um, and, and that it can be very valuable addition and support to what you as a homeschool mom are doing. So thank you, Christine, for giving us your time today and um, encouraging us and Homeschool moms out there, if you want to learn more about Christine and her apprenticeship, you can go to the Cersei website and find um, apprenticeship information there. Um, if you have a question for Christine, you can get a hold of either send an email to Cersei and, and it will find her. The question will find her or you can um, ask Karen or I on our Dwell Facebook page and we'd be happy to get that to her. So thank you for joining us and here's to home. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.